Hi, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Spider Insight Podcast, our first in-season podcast following the Spider season opener against Morgan State and previewing the Michigan State game coming up this Saturday. Bob Black along with Christian Gravis, our special Spider player guest today, redshirt freshman cornerback D'Angelo Stocker, who celebrated his first collegiate interception in Saturday's game. A game in which, Christian, the outcome isn't what we were looking for. Quite honestly, it isn't what we expected. Certainly, the 17-10 loss to Morgan State. Um, As Coach Huseman said after the game, defensively, I think the guys did enough to win the game. And we'll talk with D'Angelo about that. They were solid defensively. The struggle Saturday came on the offensive side. That's right, Bob. And, you know, just looking at the box score, 264 yards of total offense when we were averaging, you know, a year ago over 400. It doesn't leave you scratching your head, but, you know, you look at, you know, what needs to change going into the rest of the season. Um, You know, luckily this is week one, and there's still a lot of football left to be played, and we're still in non-conference. So, you know, I'm confident that the guys will be able to go out there and make the necessary adjustments, but Saturday was definitely an anomaly. You know, uh, we all did it compared to last year. We know it's a different team, and Tristan Wheeler kind of said it in the postgame Saturday. He's like, we can't rely on last year's team. That that was last year's team that won nine games and did everything that it did. You know, we have to worry about this year's team. Now, he had a great game, right, with, with 17 tackles, but I think he hit the nail on the head that these guys now need to come together as this year's group and not try to rely on last year. That's right, and, and I think there were times maybe on Saturday where guys were looking around thinking, you know, who's who's that going to be that's going to step up mm-hmm. and who's going to take command? And like you had just mentioned, the defense, I think, was able to do that. They were able to hold their own, and Tristan, 17 tackles, that's the second most he's ever had in a single game of his career. Uh, so it's always good to see that, you know, our team captain, someone like Tristan, is unwavering. And the other captain was pretty good, too, Marlon Lewis, right? He had four tackles. He had that strip sack, a couple tackles for loss. Thought he played a pretty good game from his defensive end spot. He did, and, you know, just a couple spots down the uh, line from Marlon, Aiden Murray, mm-hmm. great to see him coming back. That's just a feel-good story. Um, I was writing in my game notes today or uh, on Tuesday morning, but that was his first game since November 20th of 21 at William & Mary, in which he also had his sack in that game. Um, so it was just great to see that he's back and, and he's going to be contributing for us. And Aiden, by the way, shameless plug, will be our guest on Thursdays Behind the Web. That'll be the season premiere of that at the Brass Tap over there, Libby Mill uh, Midtown from noon to one with Coach Usman and Aiden will be our special guest over there on Thursday. So if you're listening to this before Thursday, hopefully you'll be able to make it out. If not, you can listen to the archive version of what Aiden had to say while he joined us on Thursday. All right, thoughts on Kyle Wickersham. First first collegiate start. I mean, the numbers don't look terrible. 23 of 30, 169 yards. He did have that one interception on the long ball. He was sacked five times. So I think there's something that has to come together here between the offensive line and Kyle Wickersham. That's right. Uh, you know, my biggest takeaway is you got to give Kyle more time. Mm-hmm. He needs more time back there to, you know, to settle, find his guy, and, and make that play. And then he also rushed the ball 21 times. The eventual net was only 39 because of the quarterback sacks, but he had a couple of nice runs, the 22-yard run on that opening drive that set up the Spiders' touchdown. But that's probably twice as many carries as what Coach Huseman and the offensive staff thought he'd get. That's right. During camp, I think Coach had mentioned, you know, we're probably going to run Kyle six to eight times a game. (laughs) Um, He ran it six times on the opening drive. 
Um, and we did score. And so it's good to see that Kyle is capable of being that running quarterback, even given his size. He's got a great arm, He, you know, and his agility is, is going to make up some yards for us. But can you run him that much? Mm-hmm. Um, and headed into a game like this against Michigan State on Saturday, you know, you wonder, are you going to be able to run him that much? Mm-hmm. You know, we mentioned that opening drive, which was so good for the Spiders, just looked so sharp in everything that they did. And really, when the offense came back on the field in the first quarter, it was still pretty good. At the end of the first quarter is where it started to to go in the other direction, and they never got it back. I, I just think it's a little frustrating to all of us and probably to the guys as well that it was so good early and then they just were never able to recapture that in the second third and fourth quarters that's right you know I think ball security played a big mm-hmm. you know the looking at the fumbles and also ball security in the sense of when you're where and when you're turning the ball over to the other team um I, you know several times we're giving the ball to them within our own 40 mm-hmm. so defensively though as we said the spiders played an outstanding game uh only give up the 17 points and as you said a lot of short fields that the defense had to deal with Saturday that's right. You know, we were giving them opportunities um, and, and kind of opening the door for them in some regard. Uh, so, you know, you got to tighten down on, you know, on your offense um, and then, you know, limit those turnovers. Spiders got their share of turnovers defensively, recovered two fumbles, and had the first career interception of our player guest on this week's Spider Insight Podcast. He's redshirt freshman D'Angelo Stocker, and he's going to join us now. We'll talk about all of that with him. And uh, D'Angelo, thanks for joining us on the Spider Insight Podcast. You know, there's that old rule in football, 24 hours. you got 24 hours to celebrate a win, got 24 hours to flush out a loss. How have you and the guys handled what happened Saturday? Honestly, we always have to be in a next play mindset. Even when things go wrong, we always got to think next play, next play. Our uh, motto is to flush it and just keep on going. So as a team, I feel like we uh, we took the uh, loss good because all we can do is learn from it and we just got to get back at it next week. What did you think about the way the defense played overall? I mean, there were some good numbers. We'll get to your play in a moment. But just overall for the first time out on the field defensively. Yeah, I feel like our defense definitely did a good job, especially up front. They did really great holding the holding the uh, old lineman back and essentially helping us in the backfield. I feel like our linebackers they did a phenomenal job getting to the ball and really emptying their tank to the ball. And for the back end, I felt we felt like we did a really good job covering, and we also got some good tackles. With a game like Saturday's in the rear view now, how do you look forward to Michigan State and what are you able to take into that game to kind of build off of what happened Saturday? So to build it, build off of what happened Saturday, I honestly want to take in having um, a flush mindset because there's always going to be times where you feel like you're down, but when the, when the, those are the best times to turn it up a notch and get better and knock them back. Tell us about your first career interception. He'll take the snap. He'll drop the throw. He'll look. Well, it first started out, we was in a simple cover two, and I saw I saw my guy go in. Once once when a quarterback flushed out, uh, I saw him throw the ball. He'll roll out. He's under pressure, and he throws it into his sideline. It's intercepted along the side. He didn't make it over there. Picked off by Richmond. I think he was uh, meaning to throw it out of bounds, but – uh, I use my speed. That's one of my best aspects, I would say. I use my speed, and it was going down near the 40, 45. Once when he thought it was going out of bounds, I broke on the ball, caught it with both my hands, and toe-tapped it in. D'Angelo Stalker 
at the 37-yard line of the Spiders, comes away with the interception on a ball that Baker was just trying to throw away, and he didn't throw it far enough. How come you didn't give up on it? I think a lot of people did give up on it because we all thought he was throwing it out of bounds. Well, you always want to attack the ball. That's one of the things uh, my coach always says, attack the ball, like whatever it is. I would have I caught the ball even if I thought it was a little bit out of bounds, but there's always that little chance. It's like my coach, uh, Coach Zach says, there's no better time than the present. And that that's like essentially what I was uh, trying to do. So I just took an opportunity and I took it. Ball's coming towards you. You see it. What's going through your mind in that moment? Uh, through that moment, I'm like, wait, hold on. Is the uh, QB actually throwing this? Is this really about to happen? Is this going to be my first career interception? And I was like, this is going to be my first interception. And then I just attacked the ball, and I went and got it, toe-tapped it. that do a little something fancy. And after that, I gave him a little strong arm celebration. That was my first celebration, but that's something we was talking about, but – I'm going to get better with my celebration, honestly. <laughs> D'Angelo Stocker, the redshirt freshman with the Spiders' first INT of the year as he picks off the Carson Baker pass. That was a great catch along the sideline. Baker was really just trying to throw that away, threw off his back foot, didn't get enough on it. Gets one foot in. That's a great catch. You mentioned the, the toe tap. Is that just instinct, or is there a way for you guys to practice that to make sure that you're getting a foot in bounds because that was tight roping the sideline? Yeah, honestly, for, throughout the whole play, I didn't think of toe tapping, but it's instinct. Like you said, everything going through my mind, like the adrenaline, all that, it's just instinct. It's just exactly like um when I'm going in for a tackle, for example. Once when I'm going, I don't really – it's like a feeling that doesn't stop, so you just keep on going. Now, I know you're pretty close with Trey Tomlinson. What's it like kind of working off him and also competing for that same position? It's a good a good little competition. We uh, complement each other very well. He's a good – he's also a speed guy, so it's really good to have speed, speedy guys on the back end. And also, when we're at practice, we always giving each other tips and reminders. But honestly, we're making better, each other better, and – that's essentially just going to make the team better. Now, he redshirted last year – or, excuse me, he did not redshirt last year. You did. What were you able to take away from last year to get you ready for this year? Yeah, definitely. Um, last year, I did redshirt. I played in about two two or three games, I think. But essentially, I was looking up to the older guys. Uh, the older guys really helped me. I would say, for example, uh, Tyreek, Angelo Rankin, uh, Jabril Hayes, uh, Chance Graves, all of them. They helped me a lot. They helped me out a lot. Especially and Amir Hall. They also they all helped me and gave me tips. They made me feel comfortable. They helped me like who I am be who I am today and I thank them for that. How much different was it for you going through camp this year, having been through it once and kinda kinda knowing what to expect a little bit, I guess? Yeah, going through camp this year, I came in with like a uh with a mindset to uh be more physical and be more outgoing, be like more of a leader and speak more because I feel like communication is a big part of the, like the team and that's that's something that will help us definitely from Michigan State because it's going to be 70,000 people in the stands and we're, we're not going to be able to hear each other. So communication is key and I feel like we're going to definitely need that for this week. How excited are you for this week? This week, I'm, I'm very excited. Uh, I never played in a uh, – stadium this large before but I'm not I'm not gonna ever back down from it I had uh brothers 
uh, that played for Pitt. I've always been in that environment. I Honestly, I just can't wait for the opportunity to get even more stats up. Mm-hmm. Hey, you were actually a track standout as well as a football standout in high school at Malvern Prep. Yes, sir. In Philly. Both of us have that bond. Mm-hmm. Go Eagles. Um, how much did track help you in what you're doing for football? And, and do you miss it at all? Do you miss running track at all? Uh, track, track is a very competitive sport. And I would say uh, I do miss it. But at the same time, I, I love track because it also helps me on the field. Mm-hmm. Because the, um, the intense running, um, especially the form, form of running, it helps me get faster. And, and the tips I use for track – the tips is the tips I use to run down a player, get back in position, arms up, legs pumping. D'Angelo, thanks so much for chatting with us today. No problem. Uh, Thank have, you. Have fun out there on Saturday at Michigan State. Thanks for being with us. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks, D'Angelo. Now, off air, we just asked D'Angelo, who is the fastest guy in the team? And I preface that with when I ask guys this, most of them say me. They just say themselves. Yeah, I said, who's the fastest on the team? And he said, me. And I'm starting to think, now, that might just be a cornerback thing because even last year, Tyreek Funderburk, I would ask him that question, and he would say, me. And so looking uh, looking at that, I, I brought that up, and D'Angelo's just like, there's no way. Tyreek? Not him. No. Nah. He was flabbergasted when you said Tyreek, and then we asked him, well, who would give you the closest race and he said Jerry Garcia so we're going to the other side of the ball and finding a wide receiver here that could be the fastest on the team in addition of course to D'Angelo Stocker but I think you're right I think if we get some of the other guys up here particularly the cornerbacks I think you're right about that we'll get the same answer it'll be whoever we ask will say themselves right and and D'Angelo said (laughs) we can set up a race between him and Jerry today and they would race and so we can see it but I have seen it in one-on-ones before and that is a great matchup to watch during practice I think maybe we wait towards the end of the season to make sure there's no like pulled hamstring or anything just I to, agree. at a 40-yard dash or a 100-yard dash. Let's let them concentrate on football. I do think it was interesting that D'Angelo made the comparison between his track time in high school and how it does help, you know, fundamentally with what he does on the football field. You see a lot of comparisons there uh, between obviously track and field and football. Um, another sport that I actually have seen now is DBs uh, being lacrosse players as well, being like defensive midfielders. It's a lot of the same footwork, back pedaling, things like that. So it's interesting to see how these sports kind of complement one another. And I think we've always heard from the linemen, and I think even particularly offensive linemen, how wrestling in high school probably helped them. Uh, Scott Hummel, our transfer from JMU, he pointed that out when we talked to him in the summer and how much wrestling helps. And you can see the comparison there for an offensive or defensive lineman. So I thought that was pretty cool and and good stuff there from D'Angelo. And uh, I'll tell you, Christian, he and I I hope everybody has his attitude about going to Spartan Stadium on Saturday and and playing Michigan State, a team that is coming off a season-opening win, beat Central Michigan 31-7. It was only 10-7 at halftime, so they got significantly better in the second half they've got a new quarterback a young man who's from northern virginia as a matter of fact noah kim um and a lot of talented guys around him but i do think it was significant they got better in the second half i think that was pretty obvious in that central michigan game that's right and you know for d'angelo like we had just mentioned he says you know just keeping a clear mind staying focused kind of going into after a game like saturday mm-hmm. headed into a game like this uh, i think for myself biggest takeaways are just go in there and stay healthy playing games like this on a stage like that it's, it's a really cool opportunity for our guys um, to go out there and I think we're going to learn a lot from this team um, and their attitude and you know kind of how they're built just based on how they go and carry themselves on Saturday up in East Lansing. 
I think having done this year in and year out, the thing that is most obvious to me, particularly at the start of the game, is the speed of the game. They're going to have some bigger players, and they're going to have more players, but I do think it's hard to replicate in practice the speed of the game. And I think once the Spiders get their game legs about them Saturday, you know, they'll be all right. Who knows how it's going to go? But I do think speed of the game at the start of the contest is something to keep an eye on. Absolutely, Bob. And I think, you know, the Spiders, especially last season, and like we saw in the first drive down here on Saturday, uh, you know, that tempo is kind of what that offense has become known Mm -hmm. for. Uh, You know, they're quick. They're quick to the ball. They're quick to snap. Um, And so it's going to be interesting to see kind of how they're able to keep up with this Big Ten opponent um, on Saturday. Not the only CAA team playing a Big Ten opponent Saturday. Delaware will be playing at Penn State on Saturday. There's some pretty cool games, in fact, as you as you look at the, the list of games this week. Uh, Michigan State's opponent from la- last week, Central Michigan, will host New Hampshire. So the Wildcats will be playing a, an FBS team there. Uh, this is an FCS matchup, Christian, but I think it's kind of interesting. The main North Dakota State game so which state gets more snow might help decide this one but Maine at North Dakota State is kind of cool that is a cool matchup <laughs> I, we could call it the snow bowl even yeah. though it's happening you know week, week two yeah. in September um but you know actually I got my master's at South Dakota State shout out Jack Rabbits mm-hmm. uh and I would go up to Fargo and check out the Fargo Dome and things like that and so to go off your point of who gets more snow I'm gonna say Maine gets more snow North Dakota is certainly colder, colder. though. Okay. It holds the snow longer because it just doesn't melt. Mm-hmm. That's why they play in a dome. They don't have to play outside. They, they can play in that Fargo dome there at North Dakota uh, State. Uh, and then the other one I think that's kind of intriguing is Albany at Hawaii. I'm not sure you can be too much further away and still be in the United States, not even the contiguous United States, but still in the United States. That's a long trip for Albany to make. Boy, I'll tell you what. So if Maine and North Dakota State is a snow bowl, I guess you call you Albany and Hawaii the sun bowl? Maybe? I guess. Uh-huh. Albany gets its share of snow, too. I can tell you that. Yeah, that, that game reminds me a little bit of uh, us going to Sacramento State again mm-hmm. last year. You you really can't go too much further no, apart than these can't. these matchups. Uh, but, you know, that's why FCS football is so interesting and fun to watch and, and keep up with because matchups like this happen all the time. And that's interesting for Albany because they're playing two FBS, right, because they played Marshall last week, gave them quite a game, and now they're going to go play Hawaii. Some of that is certainly financial. They're going to get paychecks just like the Spiders are at Michigan State, just like Delaware will go on a Penn State. But two FBSs in a season, we'll see if that takes any toll on them as they get into CAA play. Right, that can go one of two ways. Either you're going to learn a lot from it, which looking at that Marshall game, they probably did, or you're going to go in and you know risk injury, fatigue, things of that nature. So um, it's interesting, you know, the administrators who make these calls, kind of what goes into making those decisions. But you know, for fans, these are great games to watch. All right, uh, let's zero back in on on our game and then wrap it up for this week on our Spider Insight podcast. So 3.30 on Saturday. It's on the Big Ten Network for television coverage, and then we'll have it on 106.1 ESPN, our Spider Sports Network. Uh, An interesting twist to our broadcast Saturday. We are bringing back Jasmine Coleman. He'll be in the radio booth with me. Chris Anderson isn't able to make this trip. So Jasmine, who was my radio partner for 10 years through the national championship, is coming. Coming back, so we're bringing all those positive vibes back. Matt Smith will be on the sideline, but it'll be kind of cool to have to have Jasmine back, and you'll have an opportunity to get to know him, which I think you'll enjoy. Looking forward to it. And and then fans will have an opportunity. I know we got a decent group going out there for Saturday's game, right? That's right. There is going to be a, a healthy spider contingency up in East Lansing. 
be on the lookout for registration links on the Spider Football social media pages for a fan tailgate uh, to kind of celebrate us being up there. Tailgate begins at 1230 uh, with food and beverage provided. Uh, more information on this will come out kind of as the week goes on, which lot it'll be at exactly. But all of that will be shared uh, online. Sounds good. Looking forward to it. Been doing this a long time. First ever trip to Michigan State. So I'm excited. And you should be too. Christian, thanks. Thanks, Bob. And thanks to our special player guest, D'Angelo Stocker, the redshirt freshman cornerback who came up with his first interception in last week's game. Back at it next week. We'll recap Michigan State and get you set for the Spiders coming back to Robbins Stadium in their final non-conference game of the year against Delaware State. Until we catch up next week, thanks for tuning in to today's edition of the Spider Insight Podcast.